morning, everyone. Uh, it's all gone a bit quiet, which means it must be time to start. Uh, warm welcome to you all this morning. Um, if you're watching, uh, if you're joining us on Zoom or if you're watching us live on YouTube um, or if you're watching later on, uh, it's good to have you join with us um, today or, or whenever it is you happen to be joining with us if you're joining later on. Um, our service this morning is being led by Kate Gartside. Um, and it's the second Sunday of Advent, so we'll be lighting our second Advent candle. Um, a couple of little things just to share with you before we start. Uh, one's a reminder that there will be a brief church meeting after the service next week um, to discuss the uh, youth and, no, not youth, the children and family worker, um, the job spec and the, and the other information has already been sent out by Pam. So can you please have a read of that before next Sunday so that when we talk about it next week, you, you already know um, what we're talking about. Um, and that'll make the meeting go a little bit quicker as well. Um, and the other thing um, he said, looking on his phone, um, was um, a reminder um, from um, Stuart Nixon that uh, tomorrow night, that's Monday the 7th. Um, so if you're watching after Monday the 7th on YouTube, you've missed this. Um, between 7 and 8 p.m., so if you're still watching at half past six, you've still got time, um, there will be a prayer time um, from the church together in Birchwood um, on Zoom. Uh, the code is on the newsletter, which um, you can get either by email from, from Maggie or you can see that on the church website. Um, and it's also on, it says on the Facebook page here, but I'm not sure whether that's the Thomas Risley Facebook page or the church together in Birchwood Facebook in Birchwood. page. Um, so check Sometimes. both of them. <laughs> Sorry, Stuart. I think it's on both. There we go. It's on both. Feel safe. Excellent. Um, so if you're able to make that, that's um, Monday the seventh between seven and eight p.m. Um, a time of prayer for uh, the churches in Birchwood and the wider community over the coming Christmas period. Okay, um, I'm going to hand you over now to. Uh, Kate, who's going to give us a call to worship. Thanks. Advent, <clears throat> a time of preparation. So as we come into this service, let us quiet ourselves, become aware of where we are, whom we seek, whom we long to please. As we prepare the way through Advent, we're called to remember that he chose us, you and me, invited us to come, called us here in person <clears throat> because we are his followers, his co-workers in the world, filled with his spirit. Prepare for the way of the Lord. Prepare for Christ the King. He is coming to make all things new. And now we move into the lighting of our Advent candle. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen... Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Jesus is coming and we are preparing to welcome him again into the world and into our lives. We light the Advent candles to celebrate the gifts we are given 
and name the gifts that we can offer others. Last Sunday, we lit the first candle in our Advent wreath, the candle of hope. We light it again now. And remember the Advent gift of hope. In Advent, we are told, be at peace. And today we light the second candle of Advent, the candle of peace. As we light this candle, we celebrate the peace we are given in our minds and our hearts when we come to God in faith. We look forward to the promised day when nations will live and work together for peace and justice. Today we remember those who work to bring comfort to all who are struggling in poverty, homelessness or situations of conflict. We particularly remember the work of Room at the Inn and the Y Project. Through the mission of this church, we stand with others to bring peace and justice to our world. Let us pray together. Loving God, God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, light of the world. Help us today and every day to be grateful to hear your word and to do your will by promoting peace and justice in our community and world. We ask it in the name of the one born again in our hearts. Amen. Thank you, Maggie. Let us pray. Father God, we praise you once more for this season of Advent, for its mood of expectation, its message of hope and the call to prepare ourselves. We praise you for the way you have spoken in the fulfilment of ancient prophecies, in promises yet to be realised, in the living presence of Christ made known through his Holy Spirit. Touch our lives again at this time as we remember the coming of Jesus and anticipate his coming again. And as we strive to serve him better here and now. Grant through this season that we shall be renewed in strength and strengthened in faith, trusting more completely in the future you hold. May our confidence be deepened in your eternal love and purpose. And may we be ready to welcome Christ in the assurance that as he came, so he shall come again. As you open our hearts like unwrapping precious treasures, Help us to be a willing part of your care for this world. God, forgive us when we resist your vision and freedom. When we don't hear because we're too busy to listen, too stubborn to change our ways, too scared to allow your power into our lives. In silence, we open ourselves to you. Bring our regrets before you, say sorry, and ask your forgiveness.
Loving God, we turn to you and you welcome us. We come as we are and your arms are open wide. Thank you for the perfect forgiveness we find in you. Amen. Now I'm going to hand over to Andy for the birthdays. And following that, Janet will bring our first reading. Morning, me again. Hello. Um, Does anyone have a birthday today or this coming week? Oh, got... Elaine, is it your birthday? Yeah. Fantastic. When's your birthday, Elaine? Thursday. Thursday. Very good. And I can see someone being dubbed in in the Nixon family. What is that? You have to tell him who it is. When? Naomi. Naomi. When's your birthday, Naomi? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Many happy returns for tomorrow. I'll stop embarrassing you at this point. So we've got two birthdays. We've got Elaine and Naomi. So I did think about playing this on my bagpipes. um, And then I thought I could maybe try it on my chanter instead. But I'm not sure if that's going to work because I've not played it for a while. So we'll just stick with singing, shall we? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Elaine and Naomi. Happy birthday to you. Congratulations. Many happy returns. Um, I was also asked uh, to just sort of say a little, um, I guess, a thank you to everybody that was involved in yesterday's Forefront Theatre um, uh, play that we had on. Hello. Um <laughs> It was really well, uh, really well done. Um, obviously, it was a bit different this year. We've done it a couple of years before, where we've had to play in the church. We couldn't do that. It was it was online, but it was it was really good. I know we all enjoyed it. Um, I could see from the the comments on the live chat that people were enjoying it too. Um, it was nice to see some of the photos on the on the church WhatsApp group as well. Um, so yeah, so, so a big thank you to the, the folk that were involved in, in organising that, and also to to Forefront Theatre who put it on. Um, I think they have got um, a, a recorded version that you can watch um, if you, I guess, if you search for Forefront Theatre and look for the website, you'll find a link there that will take you to it. It's really good, and it was it was good, wasn't it? Do you want to do the the handshake? Very merry COVID cancelled. Christmas. There we go. Right. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, Janet is going to bring us a reading now. So thanks, Janet. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 to 11. Comfort for God's people. Comfort, comfort for my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. 
The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cry, voice says, cry out. And I say, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who brings good news to Zion, go up on a mountain, on a high mountain. You who bring the good news to Jerusalem, lift your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. And say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Amen. Lord. May the words I speak be the ones you want spoken and the words we hear be the ones you want heard. Amen. The book of Isaiah, one book, all three. While many through the ages have debated this issue, I'll take a chance and say that all theologians agree that there are at least two books in here. Um, We've got the first one and then we've got the sequel. And some say there's even another um, book that follows. So the first book is said to be verses 1 to 39. And the second, some say 40 to 66 and others say 40 to 55. And the third book is 56 to 66 in the chapters. And do they have the same author? Well, again, the arguments have continued through the centuries and they'll go on ask a question does any of that matter in life we can get tied up in the trivial and we can forget the big picture it can particularly happen at this time of the year and the big picture here is one of a prophet bringing the word of God to the ordinary everyday folk people like us That word carried through the centuries down to us today. Isaiah 40 is, or at least it's reckoned to be, uh, a response to the sufferings that the people have gone through. And if you read the first 39 chapters, It's really like a book of judgment. There's lots of hardship, lots of suffering. And now you have the prophet laying out his store. He's saying, he's speaking of God's promises. He's saying, we're moving on. You know, this is a point of movement. These promises are God's God's promises are the basis for Judah's future. Isaiah knows that the people that he's speaking to are in many ways traumatised. There's been war, conflict, 
And here he is bringing the word of God in their midst and saying, trust these words. The Lord comes with might. His arm rules for him. His reward is with him. His recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd, gather lambs in the arms. He will carry them in a bosom and lead them. Imagine those words being spoken to the people who are there and who are struggling. Imagine how they hear them. God will carry you and lead you through this. As I read this, I thought, yes, those are words for that time and words for now. For me, this is one of the best kinds of preaching because it's grounded and rooted in the proclamation and promise of God, prophecy and promise. And it's shaped by listening to the things that affect the hearts of the people that he's speaking to. It's wonderful preaching, listening to God, listening to the people and then speaking Two ears, one mouth. It's a time when, for many people, Yahweh, well, it was felt that Yahweh was absent. And you've got the prophet saying, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. It was verse five in that chapter. Isaiah, speaking into that time, speaking to folk going through their troubles. God is with us. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm going through times of real trial and trauma, I know here that God is with us. But here, in my heart, in my feelings, in what I term, I use the word felt sense that's around me, It can sometimes feel that God is absent. It can feel that there's a great gulf between us because everything that's happening to us or happening to me at that time is getting in the way. And I can't really feel God. Well, the prophet here is reminding people like me and the people of that time and perhaps you that God is here. God is with us. The prophets are there to point that out to us. And like any good preacher, he's taking that word of God. I'm just going to read some verses to you. And as I read them to you, I want you to think about the world we live in, the communities we live in. The folk that are there that are struggling, maybe they're struggling because of health or pain or poverty, loneliness, fear. But I want you to think of those people as I read these words. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up. Do not fear. 
say to the cities of Judah, say to the towns in this part of Cheshire, say to the towns that form the greater Manchester area, say to the towns that border us from the Liverpool area, say to all those people, here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might. See, he rules. Here is your God to walk with you and be with you. Powerful words for then and for now. And so we hear our song, Great is the Lord. And then Rona will bring our prayers for the world. Thank you.
This was the view from yesterday when we collected uh, the grateful gifts for Orange and Homeless. And you can see we've got lots and lots of gifts to get ready for Christmas for people who are in, you know, dire straits and in Warrington centres over Christmas. It was lovely to see everyone outside as well. That made a difference, bearing these gifts. And uh, I just thank you all for your dedication and your continued support. Now I'll lead us in prayers for um, the wider world and ourselves. Holy and eternal God, as we continue our Advent journey, we give you thanks for the peace that you have offered us through Jesus. And we thank you for the light and love that surrounds us and the tasks that you have equipped us to undertake. For all the opportunities to travel alongside others, laugh when they're laughing, cry when they cry. We ask you to bless those who make others' lives easier. Perhaps shopping for an older and isolated person, offering a smile across a doorstep or over the internet. Just listening and loving compassionately. And we thank you for the enthusiasm of our young children and our young people in so many creative ways have we seen this morning. From for every opportunity, Lord, we come this morning to give you thanks. And as we travel on our Advent journey through this COVID time, reinforce our hope and peace and expectation of the coming of your kingdom. Help us to shine your light in places of unrest, in our community and in the wider world. We pray for those who find life dark and dreary. In particular, we think this morning of those who have no homes to bring shelter and comfort to them tonight, many nights. And we pray and thank you for these tokens of love, kindly donated from our church fellowship. We pray that these will enable homeless people in Warrington to feel valued. May they find peace and hope for a better future during this Advent season and beyond. And we pray for strength and support for Sue Blythe and her team who work tirelessly for Warrington's homeless. We pray and praise you for all who work to bring healing, comfort and help to your people in everyday situations. And we thank you, Lord, for the great news of the vaccine to help us fight this pandemic. We thank you for the research and all the testing that's been done for these results. And Lord, the next phase is coming up and we pray that you'll be there in this phase, the distribution of this vaccine. And now we're praying for others from our um, church family and our prayer request. We continue to pray for Maxine, who's very poorly, 
and Andrew and the family. And we also pray for Martin and his family as they struggle to overcome this COVID infection. Lord, please heal them and grant them your peace. Bring comfort and peace to Wendy and Leslie as they grieve over the death of their mother, Shirley. For the wilder world, we pray for the people of Trier in Germany who were injured in the recent incident. And this week, for the accident at Abenland, we pray for the people and families who have lost their lives and all this devastation it's caused. We ask you to be in every part of the hurt and loss of loved ones. We ask for your touch in all these situations. Father God, as we prepare for Christmas, help us to understand the real reasons for our Advent journey, that the baby born to Mary is Emmanuel, God with us here on earth. And may the love of Jesus enter the hearts of all peoples, that they may rejoice in his gift of peace. We ask all these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So Colin, if you would bring us our reading. Thank you. Mark 1, verses 1 to 8. John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So the second Sunday in Advent, well, it's a Sunday that traditionally we remember the prophets, those who've prepared the way through the ages um, for the coming of Christ. Prophets are often the least comfortable, um, but are just so least comfortable figures, you know, in the way they they appear, in what they proclaim. But they're so important in the long history of God's relationship with his people. You know, if we think of the readings today, we've got two prophets mentioned. We have Isaiah in the first reading and now John the Baptist. 
their people, men and women, who were so full of God's message that they couldn't contain themselves. They had to speak out. And when they did speak out, they spoke in a way that was, um, I suppose, a common phrase for today would be in your face, because they tell people when they got it wrong, when they'd become corrupt, when the words were no longer matched their actions, when they'd misunderstood what God required of them. They would speak of sin and of repentance because for them, for those prophets, the word of the Lord gave them a sort of clarity of vision and it enabled them to stand and to speak without fear. They always came across as though they had an insight in what the Lord required. Certainly they had a job to do. So these two voices of Isaiah and John were separated by centuries, but were both crying out to be heard. Here's a message that we've got to, got for you. And we have to sort of stop and say, what did the words mean? What, what did the proclamation say to those that needed to hear? Well, here... In this passage, John's job was to prepare the way for the coming king. Now, in using these words, um, whilst we consider them very biblical, they would have had a particular meaning in that time. Because if the king was coming, then there would be a crew of people, a crew of workers who would go ahead and they'd check the route that the king was going to travel make sure it was smooth, and if not, smooth it out. So the king would have an easy ride. I was reminded, really, of the Commonwealth Games when certain parts around Manchester were spruced up beyond recognition because the queen was going to come. Here, John is asking for the people of that time and for us today to prepare for the Lord's coming. Now, there are certain things that uh, Thomas Risley, we do. Um, We were remembering last week those people who are important to us, who we've lost. This week, we're considering folk who are less fortunate than ourselves. There was the collection of goods and of donations yesterday for Room at the Inn and the Y Project. We're hoping really that what we've given will help make the lives of those people more comfortable. You know, if you take those early words from that first reading, comfort my people, it's really here in, in what we're doing. And in our ordinary lives, we're preparing for Christmas. Advent, a time when we're nearly at Christmas, time when we're focused towards Christmas Day and the gift of the Christ child and the gift of Jesus in our lives. But often we can just focus on the destination. We can forget that we're on a journey to the destination and that what we do on that journey and the preparations we make are just as important as the day itself. 
So I'm asking you to value this time of preparation, this time of journeying through scripture, of walking a road that we've travelled often through the years, this time of preparing our hearts, listening to those words of Isaiah, here is your God. This time when we can value what the journey brings. You see, we don't have to wait for God at the destination. God is here. We heard those words in that first passage. Here is your God. Here is God to comfort you and walk alongside you. God wanting to be closer to us. So Advent is that time, time to reflect, to reflect on our faith, to reflect on the way we live our lives, how we serve Jesus in the actions we do. It's time to consider what we are called to give Christ And in the busyness of this time, that journey and that preparation can be forgotten. But, you know, whatever happens, we have to try. We have to try to find a way of coming closer to God and making a pathway for others to come closer to God. So I just ask you during this time to talk to God, pray. Help to prepare by listening for God's message for you and for us as a community. What are we personally being asked to do? What are you being asked to do? And what are we being asked to do as a community? Where are we being called to focus our vision? So talk to God. Now I'm going to use a word that's really not often used, but repent. It's a word that we don't hear much in today's language. But consider its meaning. Think of your actions. Forgive. Ask forgiveness if you need to. Look at creating a right heart. And finally, with the why, you. You give. Well, maybe it's something practical or maybe it's our heart, our life. Maybe we're going to do that recommitment. If you think of the words of the carol in the bleak midwinter, you've got that verse that says, what can I give him poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man or woman, I would do my part, yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. First and foremost, in today's readings, call us to commit heart, mind and spirit to listen and follow God's purposes. So take this journey of preparation, this journey of Advent and try Talk to God, repent 
and remember the why is you as we recommit our hearts. The prophets were there to remind us to prepare, prepare the way for the coming of Christ so that that word that is spoken, maybe through the reading of scripture, maybe through the quietness of prayer, can take root in our lives and flourish so that we too may see clearly and live accordingly. And as St Paul says, the one who began a good work in us may bring it to completion in God's good time. Praise the Lord. Lord, be with us as we journey through the days and the weeks of Advent. Enable us to trust in you and to follow you. Amen. And now we hear our next song, In the Bleak Midwinter. Oh 
God's banquet is coming, a banquet where the rich and powerful will sit with the weak and poverty stricken, a table where young and old will learn from each other, a time when all will sit together in peace and the wolf will lie down with the lamb. Here at this table, we get a foretaste of God's banquet. This is God's table, not the church's. And all are welcome to eat and drink from it. God is with us. We We are are not not alone. alone. Christ is present here. The The Spirit Spirit moves moves within us. Let us give thanks to God in In memory and in hope. Blessing be to you, creator God, who in the beginning brought light and life to the world and who continues to bring light, light, love and light everlasting. Your song of wisdom echoes through the ages. Your ancient promise still brings us hope. Over the ages, you've called people to embrace your hope and share your love. But even when they have closed their ears, To the song, you did not stop singing. You sent prophets and messengers to your people, reminding them of a promised time of peace and justice that would surround the world. They came in the midst of despair, filled us with hope. And then you came to a young woman named Mary and laid out the promise in a new way, promising her a son who would be called Jesus, promising her that in her son, the world would be changed. And now as we prepare for that child to be born, we echo the ancient cry, O come, Emmanuel, as we say together. Holy, holy, holy God, God of time and space, All earth, sea, and sky above bear witness to your grace. Hosanna in the highest heaven, creation sings your praise. And blessed is the one who comes and bears your name always. Yet even now, as we prepare to celebrate his birth, we remember the life this baby will live. We remember how he broke the bonds of human tradition to show all what the banquet of hope could be as he ate openly with the despised and outcasts of his world. And we remember one special meal, foretaste of the banquet that is to come, when he ate with his closest friends, gathering them together in the upper room to share the story of liberation And he prepared them for the time to come. And at the end of the meal, he took bread, blessed it, broke it and passed it to them, saying, take and eat. This bread is the body of life broken by the world. After that, he took the cup. He blessed it and passed it to them, saying, drink in remembrance of me. Drink it in hope. 
This cup is a sign of the new covenant. Whenever you drink it, remember me, for I shall not eat or drink again until the time of the heavenly banquet. Remembering the birth of the child in the stable, we remember also his life, his death, his resurrection. We remember how he poured out his love to all he met and look forward to his return and the coming reign of peace, love and justice. And in our remembering, we say, we speak the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. God, you poured out your spirit on Mary and she sang words of defiance and hope. Pour out your spirit upon us gathered here as we eat and drink. May we know your presence and be open to the possibility of your hope and power. And may we be strengthened in our time of waiting for peace and justice so that we will have courage to make the Christmas promise a reality. And now, as beloved children of a loving parent God, we pray in the words Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread we break is the bread of life. The cup we share is the cup of promise. Take and eat. These are the gifts of God given for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. God of Christmas promise, God of childlike hope, we have eaten and drunk from your table. May the eating and the drinking fill us with hope in a world of despair. May we be beacons of hope as we wait for the day when the world will be changed. Grant that this taste of your banquet, which is to come, 
would give us hunger for peace and justice in our community and around the world. Amen. As you have come to worship, go now to serve, showing the truth in your lives of what you have declared with your lips and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be on you and those whom you love today and always. Amen. And now we're going to hear our last song, which is Strength Will Rise, and then we'll join together in saying the grace. Strength will rise, it's been weighed upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise, it's been weighed upon
Thank you, Kate, for that uh, for that word this morning. Um, it's now time for everyone to take themselves off mute, despite what background noise there might be or additional voices. Um, if you put yourself on gallery view, we can all see each other as well. Um, and we'll dismiss each other with the, the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Amen. Amen.